You're about to listen to a true story told live because this is True Stories Live. Brought to you by LJ Hope Productions, Norwich Arts Centre and me, Molly Naylor. Okay, hello. So, yeah, as Molly was saying, I uh, was going to do a story, but I've had uh, major surgery and I really wasn't sure if I was going to be up for it. So I kind of declined. Then I was driving up here and you can actually see via camera the Northern Lights tonight over Norwich. I don't know if you know. Um, So I pulled over a few miles down the A140 and whilst I was trying to take a picture, I slipped down a ditch into um, what was like a swamp of rotting. I think there were turnips or something. And then I saw a dead body wrapped in tarp. Um, It wasn't a dead body. (laughs) I've got a picture on my phone just in case it was. Um, But I think that's given me like an adrenaline budge. I've got got the... I've I've had a bottle of LucasAid. I've eaten a whole box of Maltesers. And I snuck two slices of cake. Sorry, David. So, yes, I'm going to attempt a quick story. So this is a story about why I have a bit of a complicated relationship with Marmites. (laughs) Now, we have to go back a really long time to when I was 20. Um, It was about, I don't know, 97, 98. And I fell for a barmaid in a gay bar. Now, she was older than my mum. She kind of looked a bit like a cross between Madonna when she had the short bleach blonde hair and, um, is it Bridget Nilsson, the woman from the cop thing? Yeah, so she was really tall, amazingly beautiful, but scary as hell. All my friends were like, she will eat you alive. Like, just, just stay away. Well, I like a chase, um, and everything said no, so therefore I spent the next few months trying to pursue this barmaid. And she kind of terrified me and turned me on in equal measure. I think she was probably a bit of an alcoholic, um, which just added into the mix. She was also um, quite an angry, fiery Scottish woman as well. Um, so anyway, you know, I, I was game. And I tried for so long and I, I'd kind of get like quite close. And then she'd back right off again. And I think it was like a game for her. She would ring up the landline. Um, I lived at home with my mum. My mum wasn't entirely great about me being gay at that point. Um, she'd phone up at like two, three o'clock in the morning I apologise now for this accent, and be like, get your sexy daughter on the phone. Um, (laughs) I'm really sorry. (laughs) My mum would come into my bedroom and be like, that awful woman is wanting to speak to you again. And I'd be like, yes. Um, And she'd be like, right, meet me in Tesco's car park in like half an hour. Classy. So I jump in my little Ford Fiesta. It's half brown, half beige. Attractive. And I drive there and she'd never turn up. Okay. And it was like, you know, when I look back, it was so bad, but I just, I loved the chase and she clearly loved being chased too. She would set me little kind of tasks. Um, I once stole a palm tree for her. <laughs> because she asked me to. Um, and it wasn't, it was in a massive 
pot in someone's front garden. Um, I don't know how I picked it up. I then don't know how I got it in my car. I drove across Colchester with about five foot of it sticking out of the window, praying I would not be pulled over by the police. Anyway, so months of this kind of to and fro and loads of just, you know, stolen glances across the dance floor and stuff. And one night she says to me, when I get off my shift, you're coming home with me. And I was like, yes. The main problem being that I hadn't been drinking that night, okay? So um, that gave me a lot of courage and I had zero without it. So I was like, right, I need to get some confidence and I also need to stay awake because I'd been up since 5 a.m. with my job. She wasn't finishing until like two, half past two. So Pro Plus, Pro Plus and Red Bull. And more Pro Plus and more Red Bull. I don't know how many I took and how many I had, but by sort of, you know, two, three o'clock, I was wired. Um, so she got off and she's like, right, follow me home. So I'm following, I'm like, yes, this is it. This is my one and only chance. This is where, this is so lame, the sparks are going to fly. I got it in. Um, so we get back to hers and she's like, oh, I'm going to do myself like peanut butter on toast. Do you want anything? It's like, um, have you got any Marmite? And she's like, um, yeah, I think so. I've never, I, I don't eat it, but I'm, there's a jar in here. So she goes off to make it. Now, I assumed everybody knows how much Marmite you put on toast, okay? <laughs> but maybe if you've never eaten it before, you don't. She walked back into that lounge, and to my absolute horror, like, I reckon it was about an inch thick of Marmite, okay? So I was like, okay. So I was like, oh, thank you, it's lovely. I thought I could do it, okay? that the first mouthful was like nothing I have ever experienced. Okay, and I'm trying, I'd like not show it on my face. Anyway, I managed about, oh, I don't know, about three quarters of a slice. And it's a proper like endurance event. So much so that anything bad that now happens in my life, I always measure it against that. Well, you survived the Marmite incident, so clearly this is fine. I managed to get as much down. And then I'm like, oh, I need a wee. Bathroom's upstairs, so up I go. I come back down and there is a sight that my 20-year-old pro-plus red-balled marmited brain is not ready for, okay? It's kind of like the thing I've dreamed about, but also it's going to turn into a nightmare. Said barmaid, I, I don't know when this happened, but is now laying like a starfish on the rug, completely naked. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, this is it. This don't blow it, okay? So I kind of go over to her and I kneel down beside her and it's at that precise moment that all the Marmites, <laughs> the Pro Plus, you all know where this is going, the Red Bull, that anxiety, the adrenaline comes back to haunt me. Um, I make a run for the door I manage to trip down the step. I end up face down in the grass next to the stolen palm tree, throwing my guts up for like the next hour. Okay, so I'm not, I can recover from this. Apart from, I can't. So I go back inside and she's actually gone to bed. Um, <laughs> so I just sort of sit there for a while and just go home and I kind of do like the only walk of shame where I didn't actually have sex with the person um, 
and just get back in my car and just just drive back um and that literally was the one and only chance i ever got with her um which is why um now if anybody asked me oh marmite you either love it or you hate it i just say it's complicated <laughs> <laughs> True Stories Live is a story show and story finding project brought to you by LJ Hope Productions, Norwich Arts Centre and me, Molly Naylor. For more information about all of the work that we do, head to our website truestorieslive.co.uk.